When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome back to Draft Vice. My name is Walter, and yes, we're back with Harry V. Van S. Hello, hello, hello. And on today's episode, if you can't tell from the lovely jersey that Harry is wearing, we are talking about the New Jersey Jets. I mean, the New York Jets. Uh, yes, I'm still very salty about that, even though they've never been called the yes. Jersey Jets. Just, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about the New York Rebel. I mean, the New York Jets. Yes. Uh, yes, we're talking about the New York Jets today, folks. Uh, and that's why I had to have Harry on. We we have so many Jets fans as far, that are friends of the show. We had to start talking about them relatively early on. I've crunched the tape with Robert Saleh. And Joe Douglas. I've watched a lot of these players. Uh, and then also, Harry is a fan of the team, and that's why we always have him on as a contributor, and he just likes being on this show. And if you watch any of the Jets episodes, you know that's when he sparks up. He's like, let's get down to it. And then the Jets also took some players that he really likes. I, they did. They, they that did. really you know, that's really speak to Harry's heart. Uh, right off the bat, if you want, you can follow the show at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of laugh punch with delicious drink you drink in the summer and you can follow harry at harry van ness on instagram and if you want to like follow subscribe go ahead and do that there's a whole bunch of other uh episodes and shows in the bottom in the show notes i'm on face off a of face mirror every, uh, every thursday six to seven as well all those things in the show notes other videos as well and now let's talk about the jets right let's do it yes all right so number number two overall jets are sitting on the clock they take zach wilson are you excited i am I think it was like I, you sound excited. I, I, you, he, well, this is just how Harry's excitement yeah. is. This is actually how Harry orgasms. Oh uh, yeah, he got the Mormon quarterback. Uh. There you go. <laughs> nah, but I like what we're doing here because I think right off the bat we've already given more help to Zach Wilson than we did three years with Sam Darnold. So I think he's off to a much better start. And it obviously helps when Adam Gase is not your head coach. Yes. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a – I, I think we might have talked a little bit about Robert Sala, but right off the bat, what do you feel about Robert Sala? Well, I think somebody mentioned this before, that he's doing a good job of like easing Zach Wilson into the spotlight in New York. He's trying not trying to, to expose him to the press like that much because obviously New York is a very hard place to succeed. And Zach Wilson's coming from freaking Utah. And, and and Robert Sala, he's just doing his best to ease his quarterback into it. Um, it's like we're going to talk more about what, what he did with the draft, but he's looks like Sala's doing everything he can to make sure that his young quarterback comes to New York to succeed. And I'm, I I agree. I I, I think Sala's scheme is perfect. I think what, bringing in Lafleur and the offensive line coach from San, uh, from the 49ers, um, I think that was a key part of this whole plan. Uh, there's quite a bit of what Zach Wilson did at BYU that will translate for a uh, for the 49ers system. Uh, where you know a lot of the play action, the outside zone. Um, I, I also just I know they liked his feel for like again. So the things that I liked and the things that they liked were very similar, right? Uh, Robert Sala mentioned right off the bat, like you know he, he's got great arm strength. Uh, he can make. Uh, he can make plays off script. Like when things break down, and that's what people want in a quarterback. They don't just want a guy who's Jared Goff is going to, yes, if everything's going right, get him in the rhythm, getting going. Yeah, we there's plenty of top 15, 20 quarterbacks, right, that you can find out there. You can get on a good rhythm, and they can win you a few games if you have an expert offensive coordinator. But when shit breaks down, you need a guy who, who can go ahead and fix a bad play, right? And I think that's what they believe Zach Wilson can do. Yes. Um, he's got great pocket presence. I think that was the thing that a lot of teams really liked about him, right? The the ability to go ahead and 
and have a good feel for when your pocket's breaking down. When when Peyton Turner's bull rushing and knocking Brady Christensen back into the pocket. Brady Christensen was his left tackle at BYU. Peyton Turner, defensive end, the Saints took him. Uh, first round, so there you go. Um, going, getting He felt that, and he was able to maneuver and be like, oh, you're coming this way? I'm going to come this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move off script. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to throw it and get it to my guy. So... Like you said, they're building this team around Zach Wilson. They, uh, I, I know you were not necessarily initially a huge fan of Zach Wilson early on, but uh, at least what we know is they are going to give him every chance to succeed yes. or fail. My one question is they haven't signed a like veteran backup, which I feel like would be a mm-hmm. good contributor to this yes. team. A Brian Hoyer, like somebody who doesn't have to start, but just kind of get you up like to date like on the a playbook. Case Keenum type player. Yeah, like what the Browns have with Case Keenum. Um, you know, uh, some of the other teams that do basically it. Basically, whatever wherever Ryan Fitzpatrick is, what Ryan Fitzpatrick type. Yeah, basically Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. They need a they they need a guy in there that maybe can go ahead who knows the scheme. Maybe they go after Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard. Uh, guys who have been in the league for at least a few years. I feel like I would go after Brian Hoyer myself because I feel like that's an older guy who's going to come cheap, who's been in the system, and you're really not planning on starting him. Um, he's got good athletic, he's got good mobility too. He's yes, a very he can make plays with his legs. Uh, my one issue with him is, and this is an issue that came out from back when he, you know, from the day I started watching him in college, is he invites contact. He will run into dudes. Yeah. He he thinks he is Josh Allen minus like 20 to 30 pounds of Josh Allen and he will run right into a linebacker kind of like Johnny Manziel used to do as well and in fact there, there's so, I, I feel like his ability to make plays off script he, he's not going to be stymied with if you have to take away that running ability because that wasn't the only thing he did he just has to be careful with inviting contact yeah um I so it sounds like we're, we're already on to the hot start so I guess we have to get to the next pick right and then we'll, we'll bounce around a few of the other players Elijah Vera Tucker they traded up to get him they traded 66 and they traded uh, a, a later third round pick and they and they got back a fourth rounder a later fourth round pick uh, but without talking about the trade right off the bat let's talk Elijah Vera Tucker then we'll talk a little bit about the trade how do you feel about the Elijah Vera Tucker pick it's another pick I'm a big fan of. When you have an extra first-round pick and you don't know what to do with it, always go offensive line. There you that go. Was, I, keep, I know I keep saying that. I think there are a lot of reasons Sam Darnold did not succeed in New York, but I believe the biggest reason is because guy was running for his life every play. What we do with the third-over pick last year, we draft Mekhi Becton, who was probably our best player last year. So we got another – it's like we already took our quarterback. Might as well help him succeed, get him a, get him a good guard. I, I agree. I like the player, right? So not getting into the whole, we'll talk a little bit about the trade issue that I have a problem with, but the player himself is amazing. And they had him rated as a top 10 pick. Joe Douglas yeah. said, listen, we said, we said he's a top 10 pick. If, if one of our guys in the top 10 fall out of the top 10, we're going to go up and get him. It's not necessarily how I would play the draft. Uh, but the player is great. Perfect yes. for an outside zone scheme. He could also play tackle for you if somebody goes down. Uh, my question is whether they're going to play him at left guard because he's played mostly on the left side, played left guard, left tackle at USC. Uh, or could they switch him to the right guard spot because, again, you're going to get, you know, right guard is the more valuable guard spot typically because that's where your quarterback, if you're a right handed quarterback, that's where your vision is. So. Some, I don't know what they're I, I I don't know if they've announced yet if they're gonna stick him on right side or left side. Uh most likely he's gonna be the guard there. And if you feel good about Becton, then maybe you wanna stick him at right guard to help Fant and you know, McGovern's been okay for them. 
Uh, and then, but again, they've really built up this yeah. offensive line. They're really building around Sam Darnold, uh, not Sam Darnold, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson. Uh, or as you put here, you put it with him as you know, alt right Sam Darnold or Mormon Sam Darnold. Yes, alt right Mormon Sam Darnold. Yeah. There we go. I know that was like the best line I heard all. I wish all I, year. I, I wish I wish I made that up, but I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. Barry McCockiner did the uh, best troll on Twitter. Yeah, he's about like six two, so yeah, he's it's not he's not the biggest dude. Um. But Elijah Vera Tucker's pretty damn big. Um, not long arms, so I think that's why he got pushed into the guard spot and people really like him for guard. Uh, and again, they have a very... There's, I personally think that there, were quite, there weren't a bunch of outside zone guards in this draft, but there were quite a few. Um, that might be where my opinion of it changes with the, with the trade-up because uh Spotrac did a, a study they looked at all the contracts and they said that 66 overall picks what really kind of makes me question that deal right yeah that's a that's a borderline second round pick that is another starter on your team that's a bat that's another corner if you wanted to go straight offensive line you could have taken Tevin Jenkins at 23 or Elijah Fair Tucker might have even fallen to you at 23 yeah. because he's a guard and you don't know how other teams are going to value guards so he might have fallen far enough that you could have taken him there um, Wyatt Davis uh, went in the third round. Actually, with the pick the Vikings uh, took Wyatt Davis with was the pick that the Jets traded to them. So I like I like Elijah Vera Tucker, but you could have had three offensive linemen for the price of one, and they didn't all have to start right away. You could have gotten Quinn, uh, Quinn Miners, Wyatt Davis, and Tevin Jenkins for the same price that you spent getting – uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, in the long run, it might work out because you say, listen, we think this guy is a top-end, elite, Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin-level guard, and we think that he is just that good. We wanted to make sure we got one of our guys in there. And again, they could have also taken Trey Smith later on in the draft who went like 233 or something. Yeah. He went really late. Um, I like what they did. I like what they've been doing, building up the the depth around this whole line room. I, I do question the, the trade-up, but that's about it. I, other than that, the player himself is great. Um, he's going to have to play like a $15 million a year guard, though, for that trade-up to really be worth it. So that's the one question that I have with that. Um, let's talk Let's talk to the next player, right? Because I know this is a guy who speaks very close to your heart. Yes. As a yes. Jets fan and, and as an Ole Miss fan. Yeah, he's wearing both hats today, folks. Yeah. Well, hat and jersey. And jersey. Um, so, yes, let's talk about Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Guy who's... Unbelievable player. He made Matt Corral look good. Like Matt Corral's not really a great quarterback, but he made him and Kenny Yaboa, tight end, who also got was signed by the Jets, made Matt Corral look like a top ten quarterback in college. And Elijah Moore, he's not really great on the outside, but he's great in the slot and he's great just going straight down the middle of the field. A lot of people compared him to compared him to Tyreek Hill, and I know I've speak I've I've had some criticisms of Elijah Moore because of one play of. I've mentioned on this show more than once. It was at the uh, it's at the Egg Bowl a couple of years ago, which it, for you don't know, it's like the rivalry game between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Elijah Moore clutch scores a game tying touchdown, but then he does a celebration. You know, I, I've seen you know DK, which DK Metcalf did the year before and was not penalized for it. Oh. I've seen I've seen I've seen uh, Odell Beckham do it in the NFL, but. Anyway, he he gets on he like squats like a dog and pretends to pee on the football, causes the extra point to move back and that prevents the game from going into overtime. But other than that, perfect steal. He was a, a first round level talent, 
But I'm happy that the Giants were stupid and took Kadarius Tony instead, because now we got him. Now Zach Wilson's gonna have is gonna have his his guy to throw to, and that's gonna be a dynamic duo for years to come. And I'm. I think he was the fourth best receiver in this draft class. I, you know, I, I had we did the wide receiver episode. We had somebody else on, and we went through his ranks, and he had him more in the tier two territory. Uh, Elijah Moore is just really good, right? I, I, he's got that deep speed. He's got contested catchability. Uh, he didn't play on the outside. You're right, but I actually do wonder if they can maybe get him on the outside because yeah. again, he doesn't have to be the he doesn't have to be split end. You can probably get him in at flanker, which is you know the guy who's playing on the outside is not playing on the line of scrimmage. Because uh, again, they have Corey Davis, they have Denzel Mims, so both those guys could probably play the X receiver, the split end, the guy in the line of scrimmage. Uh, they don't have tight end; they don't have a lot of tight end uh, depth there. So <laughs> we have Kenny Yaboa now. So they do have Kenny Yaboa, UDFA, uh, which I do think was a good pickup. Yeah, uh, I think he is going to be a dynamic athlete, like a combination of Debo Samuel and Brandon Cooks. I like this player a lot. He was one of my favorite players in this draft class. I think he's dynamic. He's great run after the catch ability. He's good down the field. I I like him as a top forty pick. I think that was like at thirty at thirty four overall, very good. I don't think the difference between him, like I know Jalen Samuels was a, like a breakout you know candidate you know went top ten. I think the discount from Jalen Samuels to Elijah Moore wasn't that much. So yes, it was a little bit, but I still think you're you know what you're getting with him as a player. Now you're right. They are yeah. building around Zach Wilson. Uh one of my favorite prospects. I think they're going to utilize him in a lot of different ways. Uh you know, again, like we've seen Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, guys who really didn't see a lot of press coverage or playing on the outside. By the way, Elijah Moore did do a little bit of press coverage out of the slot. Yeah. So cuz he went up against JC Horn who all he does is press and he beat his booty. He he just smoked, smoked his him. ass. He smoked everybody. Like listen, Elijah Moore he, he's the new Smokey, right? He's the new flaming. I like him, man. He's one of my favorite players. I'm glad the Jets got him if the I'm Browns could. got him. All right, let's let's stop our uh, our our broy love for Ole Miss wide receivers because it does seem like every other year there's one of them that just like erupts. Well, two, well, they did the same mistake two years ago. They wait they wait until second round to let the Ole Miss guys go. And who are, who are those guys? Who are those two receivers that they slept on? Is it DK Brown and uh, AJ Metcalf? Yeah, something like that. Oh, God damn. I wonder what happened to them. I, you know, you never hear about them no more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, I, I really did like that part of their draft. I thought it was very good. Um, let's go to their next pick, right? They didn't have a pick in the third round because of a particular trade we've already discussed. Yes. But they take a, they have a fourth round pick, a high fourth round yes. pick. Michael Carter. Michael, why? I, no, running steal. back. Yes, steal. That's that's his position, stealer. He's a steal. That's what his he plays steal on the offense. Yeah. You know, he's very good. Yeah. Running back out of uh out of North, N Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. I always say NC and I go North NC State. Uh, North Carolina. Uh Javante Williams backfield buddy. Uh hangs out with Diami Brown as well. Like but he might again, this guy is very versatile. Um quick thoughts on him. I love, uh, from the tape I've watched, I love he's got really great breakout speed, and that's as like and a lot a lot of great runbacks come like in the third round, sorry third fourth round, and that's I think he I think he has potential to be a real breakout candidate. He reminds me a lot of uh, AJ uh, AJ Brown, um, guy on the Aaron Jones, Aaron yeah. Jones kind of style player. Yeah. Um, I think he's perfect for that offense. Right, yeah. they're gonna use him in outside zone. Um, he was more of a pass catcher of the of the two running backs. I think 
if you that versatility to be a three down, four down back, yeah, can be very good for them. Um, I, I like them a lot. I, 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 they like them a lot. They were like, dude, we can't believe this guy's here. Yeah, and to get to get Michael Carter in the fourth round when teams were trading up to get Javante, like Denver Broncos trade up to get Javante Williams at the top of the second. I don't think the differential was two rounds difference between those two players. Yeah. So you got a guy who might be a three down player for you, and he went fourth round. That's yeah. a starter. He might be starting for you guys. He's better than Tevin Coleman already out of the book, I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. I actually kind of liked him better than Travis Etienne, depending on how you want to utilize him. I know Etienne's probably the more explosive player, but uh, he's got some uh, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Huntness to him. Very good contact balance, very good hands. I think he, he could be a star, man. Yeah. I, I think it's a very good pickup by them. I, I know they liked him a lot. I know they were excited to get him. And it, they continue to build around um, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Right? Get a pass-catching running back. Get an elite, athletic, you know, versatile wide receiver. Get a great guard. You're going to stick up and build the Great Wall of the Jets. The Great Wall of New York. Right down great in the middle of East Rutherford. Yeah, it's a great wall we throw there for where they play in New Jersey. We're going to block out all the New Jersey people with our new offensive line. I did want them to get, but I've been saying this so much, I wanted them to get Ben Cleveland and Deontay Brown, uh, Deontay Brown uh, out of Alabama. Uh, the, the, the Cleveland Brown, New York Jets. Well, I, what I really wanted them to do is get Ben Cleveland, who, again, is, is gigantic out of Georgia guard, and get uh, Brown out of Alabama. And those are two of the heaviest dudes in the in the draft. They all would they would have had three offensive linemen weighing in at over three fifty. Yeah, that would have been heavy as shit. Now it probably wouldn't have been great for how they wanted to run because I think they were looking more for an outside zone scheme. But it just would have been fun. It just would have been heavy, very I think very heavy. Yeah, they could have went more play, uh, more power, more gap. But you know what? I dig it. Um, let's, any any more thoughts on uh, our buddy Michael Carter? No. We also drafted a cornerback named Michael Carter. Yes, we yes they did. They drafted cornerback Michael Carter. Uh, might be a little bit of a safety, from yeah. what I've heard. They might be doing a little bit of safety work with him. Uh, more of a free safety roller. Uh, they also took Jameen Sherwood and Hamza Nazirudin out of uh, 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 Sherwood. I think is out of uh, Auburn, and I know I know uh, Nazirudin out of Florida State. Doesn't feel like anybody from Florida State. Did really well this year. Uh, it feels like anybody who wasn't Asante Samuel Jr. just was like everybody was kind of a little nervous because that coaching staff was a little uh, janky. Yeah. But I actually like Nazir Dean. Now he's coming off an injury. I think that's probably why he fell. They actually might be cross-training him and maybe utilizing him more as a linebacker. Yeah. Very similar to Jaquiski Tart, who uh, Salah had when he was with the 49ers. Yeah. So I, I, I dig that pick. I think he's going to be versatile for them. Uh, quasi linebacker hybrid. I loved watching the interview with Sala. Yeah, yeah. Because he's talking about how you can convert these box safeties, and he's actually like, listen, the difference between a box safety and a linebacker ain't that much. And if you really want to go ahead and get them, like he he learned some things from John Lynch from being in mm -hmm. San Francisco. He's like, listen, what I learned from John Lynch is just have him creep up into the box a little bit more, and just be like, listen, you guys, you know, get them comfortable with being near the line of scrimmage. And they they can get them utilized quite a bit like that. He I, I think this is the way the NFL is going. Yeah, quasi safety linebacker hybrids. Like what what you see with Jamal Adams when he was here and is in over in Seattle right now. Yeah, and you got two first round picks for him. Yes, one of those became Elijah Vera Tucker. It did. So at least that's the other benefit though. The Jets still have a first round an extra first rounder next year, so they're going to yeah. keep building this team. They got an extra second rounder next year because exactly. of the Sam Darnold trade. Just building up this team. Just to to be 
you know, I don't think they are going to be uh, a playoff team this year. No, not not at all. Because because you know the Bills obviously last year, Dolphins won ten games. People forget that they won ten, and obviously you cannot count out Billy Belichick and the Pats. So that's yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit over the roster in, in a little bit. Uh, but again, so but I still like so much of what they've done in this draft. Probably my favorite Jets draft like ever since I've been a fan. So well, which ain't it, saying much, but still is. Well, very they drafted good draft. an Ole Miss player. It already is your favorite exactly. draft class. But even if you're not, even if you forget about Elijah Moore and and Kenny Yeboah is still. I, I yeah, a clear vision here. Like like I, I said this before, this is maybe a draft class where outside of the trade up, everything was right. Yeah. They did everything right. Um. Are there any other players I really wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, so the, yeah, the, the only other thing I had on my notes was uh, uh, the learning curve for box safety to linebacker. There can be the you know Sala talked about this, like that the there is a learning curve, but it's not bad. Like it depends on the player, and there's ways that you can work around that. Um, it's there's not a lot of let's see. You know, it, the only real difference is that you're not, you know, pumping the the guard like you're typically doing at Mike linebacker. Uh, and then the only other thing that I really had, um, oh, two other things. One, they mentioned a lot about the satellite physicals. They had a hard time getting a lot of the medicals in. That was that was typical for this draft class, but it, I felt like it was a good thing because Joe Douglas specifically mentioned this in his uh, presser. Um, outside of that. The only thing I really had a problem with was the reporters in New York were interrupting Salah a lot. Yeah. Like, he would do his his presser, and it felt like he would get, like, three-quarters of the way through his what his statement was to uh, responding to a question, and a reporter would interrupt him. And it's like, dude, like, i never seen that before. Yeah. I didn't see that with them doing that with Joe Douglas either. It was just like, do you guys think you can talk over him now? Because, like, he's the head coach. He's just a nice guy. But, like, I just thought that was such a – I thought that was very rude. Yeah. Well, they well they they're probably still accustomed to having an absolute moron at New York. It's probably it's probably ah. it's, they're probably not used to having an actual competent coach with the Jets. So that's you know what I felt was very sweet though was like Sala was talking about his first day of coaching as the head coach, yeah. like when they had the OTAs, and he's like, oh, like I'm waiting for you know we get done with practice, we're all going to meet up around the head coach, and I'm standing in my normal spine. It's like, oh shit, I'm the head coach now. Yeah, which is such a I I could totally relate to that where it's like all of a sudden you're like in that different position. I remember I it's just like one of those things like oh fuck like I'm that now. God damn. All right, time to go ahead and lead the team. Overall, love the draft, man. Yeah, it was it, after a solid off season where they got Corey Davis. They they kind of they spruced up the D line a little bit. I think they could have addressed D line a little bit more in this draft. Uh, but I didn't hate any of the picks that they made. Um, I feel like they could have went edge rusher at some point, but there's not a pick that I would like. Again, maybe to me that that those two third round picks change it up a lot, especially because. I think they trade out that that other fourth rounder they got from the Vikings, and that might have led to them being able yeah. to get some of the guys later on in the draft. But I overall, like, there's no individual pick where I went, "This was bad. This was wrong. This they shouldn't have done." Right? Like, right. it was a lot of good players. It was sh- that one thing about the trade is the only thing I would dock them for. And but I think that's but, a big deal. I do think because think about it, they still need corners. Look at the corner depth on this class, right? Yeah. Uh, the corners are Bryce Hall. Bless Austin, Corey Ballantyne, Michael Carter, and Michael Carter might be playing uh, safety yeah. for them. Uh, Brandon Eccles, Jason Pinnock. Yeah, the corner room's not great. Now they might address it a little bit in free agency. There's guys who are out there, 
Uh, Steven Nelson, formerly of the Steelers, he's still available. Uh, Hayward just signed with the with the Raiders to join up with Gus Bradley's crew, so I think he's you know he's now off the table. Uh, there's just there's guys who are out there. Gary and Conley. Um, I thought they were gonna maybe they'll go after Richard Sherman, although there's now been talk that he might go, go back to the to, 49ers. Yeah, so I you know we'll see what happens. Maybe he wants to join up with Sala, be in New York. You know, get to get to enjoy New York City, get to go ahead and ride it up and be like, yo, I got my new boy, Zach Wilson, my boy, Quentin Williams. Also, it's like he'd also be playing in the stadium he won his Super Bowl at. There you go. Yeah. Nice, nice memories of being there. All that, like, all that time in New York. And, and listen, there's always that song. Welcome to New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of here in East Rutherford. We didn't practice this at all. We, we also, by the, the way, by the way, this is what you got to come out to karaoke with Harry and Walter on uh, on Wednesdays. On draft vice. Yeah, on draft vice. We're going to start doing this. Should we do it on TikToks? We'll do, we'll do, do it. it. We'll do it. On, no, we'll do it on Twitch. We'll do it. All, we'll do karaoke with Harry and Walter yeah. on Twitch. We'll also do it at the spot up in New York again. Do it. Uh, yo, he actually would probably be down for that. That was, oh, dude, yeah. that was a fun night. Yeah, it actually, was. It was. was very, very. Uh, I, I'm glad everything came out well on that. And it, I hope you all tuned in because Harry was very much, very induced with the draft that whole night. Yeah. Uh, we had a great panel. I think. I think it was a great show. Uh, again, that's really my only gripe though is that is the trade. And then when you look at the roster, you know, again, what, but when you look at the offense, and they clearly decide. They, I feel like they're doing a lot what the Browns did last year, right? Brown said, year one, we're looking at offense. We're going to build up around the offense. Year two, we'll do it with the defense. And I think they're doing the same thing, especially because I think Sala thinks, like, with his coaching staff, they could they could maybe get more out of the defense. They'll play a lot of more cover four shells, uh, cover two, cover four. They'll kind of, you know, they'll try to slow down the, you know, the uh, – They'll try to slow down some of the, the the offensive attacks and maybe just try to hope that the the four up front get there. I still would, I guess I still would like to maybe see them go after an edge rusher. But when you look at the guys who they took, I think they they have a very good room. Uh, they signed Jared Davis. They're getting C.J. Mosley back. Uh, Carl Lawson, Quinn and Williams, uh, Vinny Curry, uh, Sheldon Rankins. You look at the D line. That D line stacked. Yeah. Uh, edge rusher might be the only other spot where they kind of maybe still should have addressed something there, but I don't look at any part of that team and I go, all right, like other than corner, corner feels like there's a massive, like there's something missing and maybe they have a plan there and they probably do. Or their plan is, listen, get the offense working. We'll save some of this money for next year. When we get to next year, we'll go ahead and deal with it then. Uh, outside of that, Jared Davis, I think was an interesting, like kind of high upside signing and, Going through the roster, again, now you look at this offensive line, right? They got Fant, Greg Roten, Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor McGovern, uh, Makai Becton. They still have Chuma Adoga, who they drafted a couple of years ago out of USC. He's, you know, Alex Lewis is still on the roster. I thought they got rid of him. At least they signed Dan Feeney. I don't think that's really all that yeah. impressive. Dan Feeney, uh, no relation to Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, but still. Gotta rest his saintly brow. He's still alive, I thought. He is, but this, this may be played at a later date he could die in a few days <laughs> i, I want to be ahead well, of the curve dear god <laughs> like, the guy's probably like 90 so it's he, he, not that far off he, he he's always looked old too so yeah. he's kind of he, i think he came out of the i think he came out with gray hair when he was just born he's like ah oh, you got a gray-haired baby with a mustache it's kind of weird uh lawson rankins williams curry cashman i want to see some I, I think cashman can have some yeah. development there um i kind of like the safety room it's it's uh, deep Marcus may 
Marcus May, LaMarcus Joyner, Ashton Davis, who they drafted last year, Hamza Nazaruldin, kind of talked about him more as a quasi-linebacker dude. Same thing with Sherwood. Uh, Yeah, corner, I think they uh, they still have Lamar Jackson there. I think Lamar Jackson fits kind of what their scheme would be looking for at outside corner, so I kind of think he might be one of the starters there. And Bryce Hall, I, I thought Bryce Hall was more of a slot guy, to be honest. But overall, I like what they're doing. Yeah. It's a build. It's going to be a burn. They're going to get their guys used to the offense, and they'll kind of start developing the defense more and more as they go along. Yes, I think they'll address corner later on. Um, I like this team. I like the head coach. I like the GM. It seems like they're all together on this, uh, and I like the players they drafted. Any other thoughts on no, the Jets? I, I like I was mentioned before is a clear vision. It helps Zach Wilson. We finally have a head coach and a GM are, that are on the same page because I remember one of the big – Big issues. People are talking about Sam Darnold going forward, but Joe Douglas did not did not draft Sam Darnold, so he obviously wasn't his guy. Joe Douglas has his guy now. And not only that, first off, you reset the rookie contract, which is a big thing, right? Like getting a guy that, that price component to the QB contract on the rookie wage scale is huge. You were paying him ten million dollars, while people would be paying a top ten quarterback. $40 million. Even if he's just an average quarterback, you are getting a huge discount. Right there, that is the entire reason why they probably said, we'll we'll be okay without Sam Darnold, and we'll go with Zach Wilson. They also got a second-round pick for Sam Darnold, which I thought was B-Nainers, and some tater tots on the side. He's now with Carolina. They look like they're kind of trying to build around him at least for the next year or two and see what they can get out of him and see if he could be their star quarterback. And, I listen, I just like what they've been doing. They have assets going into the future, coming from trades from other players. Uh, they're talking about extending Marcus May, and I think that's a big deal yes. if they get that done. Because he's been so versatile, so useful for Great them. Great coverage. Yes. He's- they even played him at corner at some point. So yeah. maybe they're looking at that aspect of him, too. Uh, overall, I think the Jets are trending up. It's going to maybe be about two years before they're like in the playoffs, but I think everything that they got going for them, um, it's good. I like it. They're they're going in the right direction. Feel good. Any final thoughts? No, and one one more thing. Uh, another thing I love about their vision. As an Ole Miss fan, I've been begging them to take some Ole Miss players, and they finally they got the two best players from Ole Miss's offense last year. We talked about Elijah Moore, but we got Kenny Yaboa, who. I think he put up something ridiculous, like 200 yards against Alabama last year, and we're finally so. And all three New York teams have an Ole Miss tight end now, and um, I'm expecting big things from Kenny Yaboa. I could definitely see him being our starting tight end. Awesome. Wait, he's going to be beating at Herndon? Well, Herndon's been like hurt, but you trust me, he's and, and Wesco. Yes. Or is Wesco now a fullback on this team? I don't even know, but because like they they don't have a fullback and that's typically been a a thing of the Shanahan offenses sure. so maybe they're looking at Trevon Wesco as a fullback. Yeah. Uh if you want you can follow the podcast and the show at Draftvice on Twitter at Draftvice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at BROJO. Death is in the end of life. Punch with delicious drink and drink of the summer. Uh like, follow, subscribe. Check out all the other videos. I did a 1 minute video on the Jets a week ago. You can go follow that and find that. Uh, I've been doing videos on the short, the one-minute videos on all different teams. Everyone's coming out of d- every day, sometimes two or three a day. Uh, we got multiple interviews and multiple guests and w- sexy people like Harry. Harry being yes. on here. And if you want, you could follow Harry. Yes, follow me at HarryVanNest on Instagram.com. And please go on ScottsProteinBalls.com to get some of those delicious Scott's Protein Balls in your mouth with an explosion. Not a sponsor of Draft Vice, but just a sponsor of Harry's yes. Soul. Yes, yes. Um, Explosion of protein in each ball. 
And thanks again for coming on. And, uh, yeah, it looks like the Jets are going in the right direction, yes, finally. Fi yes. So, uh, you know, uh, good on them. Good on you as a Jets fan. And uh, that's it. Expecting six wins this year. Listen, even if it is six wins, it's six wins on a building team. Yes. And they'll, and they'll still have a relatively high pick, which means they could keep building on this team that I think in the next two to three years will be in the playoffs. Yes. So good on them. Good on you. Good on the Jets. And have a good week. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to pee.